Hello, Guardian. Welcome to another episode of the Hello, Guardian podcast. I am your host, Anthony. And you got McCadley. And before we jump into it today, we have some special news that we wanted to share with you all. Uh, it is official. We are now on Apple Podcasts. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can now add Apple Podcasts to that edition as well. Uh, super exciting. I know. I was excited when I saw that. Uh, I looked on it. I, I sent you the message. I'm like, dude, we're on Apple Podcasts because I was just searching out of curiosity. It's been a it's been a little bit of time. Like we we submitted it and it was just kind of looming for a bit of time. But all of the previous episodes are now on there. So if you would like, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. Rate it and leave us a comment. We really appreciate it. Now, before we get into it, if you're watching this video here on YouTube or listening to the audio on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, if you are already not subscribed to the YouTube channel or do not follow our socials, please take the time to do so. Give us a like on the Twitter, like the videos, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all of the above, so you're updated on any and all things Destiny that we provide you. Now, now with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna jump into it. There's a there's a lot of a lot of things we want to talk about today. Um, the first one, obviously, since it's October, it's spoopy season. So uh, we're gonna talk a little bit festival of the lost. You like I really that? Hate spoopy sp- I I really hate spoopy to be completely honest with you. But but festival of the lost is definitely back. Um, I know like the the pattern that we always discuss is hey, I know you may not have played a festival of the lost yet, Adoc, but you got to experience your first one this year. Yeah. What are your thoughts so far? And then I'll give mine after you. Well, so far, it, it's been cool, right? I think the you know the first thing I did, it was funny. Before you even got on, I was already 10 minutes in. I already, you know, I already bought the Warlock set. Uh, <laughs> I got all, the, got all the bounties and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm done. Um, no, but it's, it, it's cool. I like the theme, just the Halloween stuff, and, and kind of having something else to grind for. Obviously, the, the things to grind right now are, are the, um, the Ghost, the Sparrow, the Ship as well as the weapons, the Braytech Werewolf, as well as the reprised horror story. So both of these weapons are, from my understanding, they're drops from previous years of Festival of the Lost, but they have different stat rolls or, or perks. Correct. Yeah, there's different combinations that you can actually get. Um, and it wasn't drops the way that they're dropping this year. You can actually earn these through candy in the previous years through Ava Levante at the tower. So they definitely changed things up a little bit. Um, going back to the infinite forest though, uh, how do you feel on, on content kind of being reworked that that was in the game already though, in terms of you already having the infinite forest does going to the haunted forest to you, how does that feel? And does that like change your mind on the events at all? Well, I think it's a lot better than, um, the other event, the, uh, what was the other event that we had previously that was on earth that used that space? The, the European aerial zone. European aerial zone. Right, so is that what like, you're talking? Yeah. 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 So to me, like that really felt similar, even though like it was different. Like it's not an area that you normally visit. It still felt like you were on Earth. Um, at least with this, uh, having the dark forest, it just like you knew you were in the infinite forest, but it was just so nice to see that like it looks different. It's different enough where you're like, oh, this is like this is kind of cool. Um, so it actually allowed me to experience something that I hadn't seen before in the game and hadn't played through. So um, any any of those experiences are, are kind of rare for me right now because when it comes to anything like Destiny Two related, you know, I've pretty much have, have dabbled in everything. I've I've gone you know through every raid, done every event. So seeing something new ish to me is kind of nice. So I, I like it so far. 
Yeah, you've you've hit the end of the of the cycle, that yearly cycle of specific events that come out around holidays or like inside summer, summer solstice comes out. And that's usually when all of us will play that exact same event in 2021 coming. So, I mean, there you've experienced the whole entire calendar year right now. So what would be coming next is the winter event, which actually I don't think you did the winter event because you came around March of this year. So you'll still get the winter event coming uh, after the expansion drops. And it's a cool tie in since we're going to Europa. Um, But in terms of the uh, infinite forest and, all that kind of stuff through Festival of the Lost. We were grinding pretty hard Tuesday for ciphers, and it seemed like that I, at that point, I was doing uh, patrol missions. I found out that they were dropping on patrol missions, and I was doing a lot of those. Uh, every hour, I would accrue maybe about two to three every hour, which to me, it's not worth it unless you have five because you get to go in and then pop those five chests. Uh, and get one of those two guns or two of those two guns at that point, if you get both, which I have on multiple occasions, um, to kind of go through that as well as also get the triumph. So gaining the ciphers now that they increase the drop rate, now you earn two uh, per activity completion, which can be uh, strikes, it can be crucible, it can be trials right now. I hear they're dropping out of plenty. Patrol still, so Sims, uh, you know, all those things very uh, similar to that. Any activity will give you those drops. Um, I just, I don't know. I, it's the same content again and again. Just you get a different reward for it. And I mean, I get it, right? I don't know what I'm expecting, considering it's going to be the end of the season and they have to draw this out a little bit. But um, I like the drop rate. I think two is probably the way it could have been in, in the very beginning, just because that first night I burnt out already. But um, yeah. How do you think about the drops now compared to how it was? I mean, in terms of like the ciphers that like I've been noticing and I and I mentioned it to you last night when I was playing was I was getting double drops on everything. So whether it was something public event related or or if it was uh, a patrol, whenever a uh, cipher did drop, it would drop two. So that was at least kind of nice going into it. And I still have five more now. So I hope to, you know, we can we can run it again today, maybe and um, not get uh, 12 masks. Uh, and actually get a gun <laughs> so that was my thing too because you had i think we went in on tuesday night or whatever i had five ciphers i went in you went in with two and you popped on both or, or you had three and on two of yeah. the three that you popped you got each of the guns and i i got like three masks which i mean the masks are cool but for me like when it comes to how i have my warlock set up i have my builds the way i want to all the stat distributions the way i want to so like the mask is just kind of like just for the event and as soon as the event's done i take it off but keep it yeah you're kind of at a disadvantage though man because the last two years you didn't earn those masks where now you're getting them and it's actually taking away from your percentage of getting the guns so i think once you earn all those masks i think you'll have a higher chance where at least one out of every five chests is is one of the guns will drop out for you yeah, that's another thing too is me figuring out how many masks there are because I like I'll I'll keep getting masks, but then I see someone else wearing a mask I don't have. I'm like, oh, that's that that mask exists. I don't even know where you got that one. I got to check um, collections. I think they exist in there, and I think you can kind of okay confirm with what you have and don't have. I okay. I'm gonna double check on the mask part though. Yeah, so that'll be kind of cool. Um, but I mean, we'll definitely run it again. Uh, we'll we'll try my luck and hopefully, uh, you know, you'll see here in the YouTube video, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get me to drop something. Um, so we'll see how that goes. That's hope, but, um, yeah. But yeah, otherwise, uh, it, it's pretty cool. Um, we were running it the first time. I thought that was interesting, the the length of the actual event. 
and the 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 idea behind it was just you go through waves like there's there's waves you beat a, a wave boss you, you start over again you do it over again and then we got to a point where you learned how to cheese it after that it's you know it's pretty much done so um i thought that was kind of interesting because i i made the comment to you earlier it's like you're not a true destiny player unless you learn how to <laughs> cheese different things like whether yeah. it's a raid whether it's an event whatever it is like that's like the the epitome of being a true like destiny nerd is just knowing like where and when you can cheese duping balls and all that kind of stuff yep duping balls when you when you went on um scourge how you would do the um you know waiting and like return to group kind of thing just to respawn uh, with riven like there's there's so many little cheeses and i think what's funny is either i don't know if people find them organically like it just happens or they just like you know stretch out the game just to see you know what works and what doesn't work yeah, there's definitely there's people that that have YouTube channels that actually jump out of the map and find places like at the end of the uh, at the end of the mission uh, about the interference mission a little later. I guess we'll you know dig a little deeper into it. But in terms of that, uh, it, it's it's he found an area of that map just by cheesing it and by going under and exploiting outside of skyboxes. And there are people that just dedicate glitching as part of their content which i mean that's how we find out a lot of things pretty early um but but yeah the, in terms of the cheesing thing you definitely need to go into the firewalled version if you're under three people uh complete one full wave start wave number two and then just wait i think last night the heat game was on and we were just doing this i think we did it twice and we just kind of chilled we were chilling yeah. and just watching tv and uh to me it's too long it's it's yeah. if if you're gonna go all 15 minutes and you hit a milestone of like 10 rounds completed 15 rounds completed should increase something maybe give you the chance if you hit wave 10 to get an ascendant shard right that'll that'll entice people to play that mode while the mode is out even more because they can grind something in terms of that although you can grind the weapons it's it's not going to really benefit you especially when these i think these weapons um are going to be irrelevant what in a year i think i think each is on a year cycle if i'm not mistaken but i mean it's, you know whatever yeah, they're like they're kind of lackluster weapons on top of it too so the cheesing part i feel like kind of like you said you're not a true destiny gamer unless you know a glitch exploit cheat uh cheese not cheat but cheat cheese jesus um cheese and then Jesus, and then just kind of go from there. So uh, that's kind of how you know that you are almost in the veteran status now. So yeah, uh, so that that was pretty cool. But otherwise, with Vessel of the Lost, really not too much going on. Um, one one other thing that I guess was new that I didn't really understand. It's just like the currency is the Chocolate Strange coin, and like mm -hmm. why that's added in addition to candy. I don't know if if you know why or if like that was. It was yep. just a different currency that you can use at the vendor in the tower to get masks. That's all okay. it was this year. It used to just be candy. Um, but to be completely honest with you right now, I got all the masks from her. Um, I didn't complete the triumphs for the sparrow or the ship. I did get the ghost. Um, I'm probably going to get the rest of those this week sometime. But uh, I don't see the purpose for candy other than it spoiling at the end of the event right now. Or if you do those packages to get random rolls um i think it's like 25 chocolate coins and like uh 150 candy something like that mm -hmm. it's just not worth it to me it's literally you're just blowing your candy on on shards at that point but anyway makes sense um 
we talk a little bit about Beyond Light? You want to talk about it, the new stuff? I'm excited, man. Yeah, we we watched a trailer uh, about Beyond Light recently with the new weapons and the new gear. Um, we'll go through and kind of break down parts of the trailer that we liked. We'll kind of pick a weapon, pick an armor piece that I'm excited for, uh, as well as Adox excited for, and kind of go from there. So I will say in the very beginning not to kind of put this in negative light. It's not really negative, but it's my opinion in terms of giving us details like this. So I've always been kind of not really against it. I'll watch these when they come out because of the height, but I really think that showing exotic pieces like this kind of devalues the expansion already, in my opinion, just in turn of saying, hey, I know all of these weapons are going to be there. Now, in my mind, what's new to chase, right? I know this stuff exists already. So what is actually going to be new when the expansion drops? When you give out too much information and too much content, I feel like when you already acquire that piece, you already know exactly what it's going to do. There's really no learning about it anymore. Um, and it's just like, oh, I already seen this one. I wish I got something that I didn't see yet. So yeah. um, it's definitely cool to see content. I love seeing it. Uh, Cloud Strike is going to be, uh, I like to snipe, and I feel like that in PvE, you're, you'll actually have a worthy PvE sniper if it does the area of damage, it looks like. You mm -hmm. hit multiple precision headshots. It it has a huge lightning bolt and a big storm above uh, that whole group of ads and or enemies. So that's really cool. Um, I'll hand it over to you now to tell me what your your favorite weapon is. And I'll kind of scour through again because I forget the name of the armor piece for the Titan. But I'll let you kind of, what did you break down or what's your thoughts? Kind of like I thought in terms of um, how, how I think the trailer affects the community. What do you think in terms of... You know, is it a good thing or is it just a hype builder or, you know? Yeah, so I, so I, I'm i in agreement that I think there should be, like, a limit into what you show. I, I, think, I, I think Bungie is trying to balance a lot of things right now in terms of, you know, appealing to the, the greater community, showing, you know, what this expansion is going to be like and not just talk about, you know, Europa and, you know, this new uh, type of... of energy that we have within stasis and all of this stuff but kind of giving us more concrete content and in, in terms of like the guns that will wield and the armor that will wear um so it like it's nice but i was i'm okay with not knowing and i think that was something i was a little bit surprised with because when they announced this season like when they dropped um season of arrivals like there wasn't really much talk of it like there wasn't a lot of talk of what was going to happen what was going on and there was some sort of appeal to it because you didn't have didn't already have an expectation you went in not knowing too much and you discovered a lot of it now while not telling us everything on how these are acquired or if these are you know certain guns or weapons you get through um like the raids which i don't think they are but like i'm okay with not knowing but like I'm still going to watch it as well because, you know, you're going to show me something and I'm going to be like, oh, like, that's cool. Like, I like I can't this. wait. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's definitely building up hype and anticipation. But I'm also for the team of, of not showing too much and just kind of letting things happen as they will. So when you release the expansion and you do show these, like, like it would be cool to just see them, like, in the battle pass, right? Like, just seeing them, like, oh, what is that? And you can't, like see what it is or know what it is until you know until you get to a certain level to unlock it or whatever um yeah i i just i don't know i, I since the game's been delayed like i don't want to be teased i just like if you're gonna do what you're gonna do 
take the time, make it right, and I'll and I'll see it then. But um, for me, if I have to look at all of the weapons here so far, I thought the animation was cool on the on the sword, uh, the laminate. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but for me, I, I'd probably have to say Cloud Strike, um, just for, for kind of the same reasons. I don't believe this is going to be a PvP uh, weapon replacement. I think this is going to be really for PvE. Um, but you never know. Someone will probably use it in Crucible. Um, in terms of the armor, because that was another thing that dropped in the trailer, it was weapons and armor. You know, being a... Uh, a new warlock main i have to say like the dawn chorus looks really cool it's like a really dope looking helmet uh it kind of reminds me of the stag a little bit um just in how the the face the face of the helmet looks kind of reminds um, me of, like a praying mantis almost yeah kind of kind of i, I can i can see that yeah, yeah. Uh, just because it looks like the eyes like the the circles on the side are like big eyes or whatever um the bug eyes yeah yeah, the bug eyes. So it says Warlock's Daybreak, projectiles deal extra damage and causes enemies to burn on contact and gain melee energy each time the burn hits a target. So uh, we'll see if this will replace transversive steps. It's very hard to, to take, a, take that off from, for Warlock mains, but um, if it does enough and it's kind of a little specialty exotic that I can use because all that I run is top tree, and uh, who knows, might actually be helpful. That's, that's just for. that's just the thing with exotics, though, as well. You have one really powerful one, like you used transversive steps all the time because of the movement value to it. Yeah. Um. It's just like, is there going to be like, right? Is this going to make your dawn blade that much more powerful that you're like, man, I need to use this for this mission? Or if they add new public events and the boss at the end, right? How how much is your movement going to really? do for you at that point if you can use that and just eliminate the target faster i mean it is right. kind of situational um me personally because i didn't give my armor piece in the very beginning i do like the icefall mantle uh that one you get a instead of your rally barricade it's just going to give you an overshield i think that's yeah. valuable also in pvp um i know oem or the one-eyed mask right now does something very similar but that does free up a spot for your helmet for for different you know perks or or mods things like that that only go to your helmet so mm -hmm. i'm kind of curious if that they they are adding a lot of i think the other one for titan too you know i know technically we kind of agreed to one but but there is another one that that is very support heavy where um i forget the name of it here precious scars where uh if you get a resurrection it gives your team uh shields so, I mean, it, it's, I think they're gearing in terms of the RPG element of Destiny right now. I think with this update, they're adding the Titan class as more support mm -hmm. uh, just based off of this stuff. Where we all hope for Twilight Garrison, that could be one of the special exotics that you get uh, with, the, with the path that they're going right now with just these two exotics for the Titan on the armor side. I would say we're probably not going to get that again. But... But that's okay. I know a lot of like Astacross is he's a Titan main and 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 he mentioned something about that as well as a couple other streamers. So um I have my hopes very low. And that kind of leads us into the what else should Bungie share? Um don't know, man. I don't wanna see anything else. I mean, maybe the season pass, like what exotic weapon are you are you giving us through the season pass? You know, you've given us the last four seasons, three seasons of exotics up front. Um so I, I just I just don't know if I want to see much else, but that's the problem. A month away, what hype do we have to build off of now? 
Um, I like the not knowing. Maybe show expansion stuff and not the seasonal content. Like, make the seasonal content kind of like they did um, that day, like an hour before, have a big event again, have a live stream and say, hey, in one hour's time, you will be, you know, experiencing Prince Aldrin's coming back somehow. And there is a storyline through that. Maybe with new light characters may experience him as a different name because he doesn't know who he is. So uh, we do have a conversation maybe for later time on that. Um, I was always thinking about one episode, maybe just very lore heavy and just kind of really digging into what to expect as a destiny player that follows the story. So, um, which does lead us into the interference mission. What did yeah. you experience this week, bro? It was a surprise uh, for me, just just you know, since us running it since uh, since the start of quarantine, right? <laughs> like as soon as yeah. the season dropped, we're running the same mission over and over uh, for the tree, and uh, you know, Eris pulls you out at the end. Um, it was it was interesting because we knew going back to you know the people that glitch the game and and find like openings and things that are hidden uh, inside the the game's files. Um, we did know Nocris made some sort of um, impact in this story, um, but we didn't really know how. And I even think there was there was images of Cordovorix, like where he actually like got into it, and we were looking at it. But you know, we never knew when it was going to drop, just because when when the season dropped, we didn't know that the game was going to be delayed. It was slated for September twenty second, and that's that's what we thought. So it, it kind of just left our minds a little bit on when we're going to see Court of Oryx or hear anything from Nocris. Um, so that was actually kind of cool. It got pulled out of the mission and just seeing it. Now, in terms of, of, of lore or, um, you know, Destiny 1 content on, on how it all ties together or, or what it means, I don't really know. But just from, like, a, the only thing that I got from it, which kind of made sense, was just, like, the tying of the stories and just in, in putting a chapter of Destiny, like, to rest just so that we're able to introduce Beyond Light get into um the the, uh, the next three years of destiny yeah i mean it's uh, i don't know i'm kind of on the rope here in terms of the the end of that story mission um all of you guys know from all the way back from taken king inside destiny one one of the statues on the left of oryx as you're going through the door was a scannable and it spoke a lot about nakris so um my opinion on all of this stuff just based on where the story is going to go at the end of that mission it brought you through the court of oryx which was uh on the dreadnought itself um and it looked kind of like it was just a copy and paste of that so are they bringing assets from the taken king since we are bringing back vault of glass are we going to bring back in a unvaulting of the uh king's fall raid as well as the dreadnought you know if you remember back to the original d2 story at the very end of that that showed once Gaul exploded with that big light, the very end of that leading up to the darkness ships was the Dreadnought on Saturn. So I remember seeing that and like, man, they're literally laying out a good three to four years worth of content all in this end scene. And it would fit the bill just because everywhere we've went so far, uh, a little out of order, but we did go to those places. So uh, can they be bringing that back? That would kind of, out of the 40 gigabytes we're losing, that would definitely be about 20 or 30 by itself. That's how big the Dreadnought was. So mm. kind of excited for that. As I said, they're bringing back Vault of Glass in, I think, January, they said, with the next season. It's not going to be this current season. It's going to be content comes for that next season. Um, I think we're getting a bunch of strikes and such with Beyond Light, but I think the raid is going to be coming later. So who knows, is King's Fall going to come back? That'll be really interesting. I know there's part inside the lore that mentioned the Dreadnought as well. 
throughout the mission that we just did um, as of Tuesday. So I'm kind of stoked and excited for that. Have you seen anything about the Dreadnought, Anthony, back when you go through and... No, um, I would watch. I would watch some of the like, like the cutscenes and stuff just from the game, like you know where you ha- where you see like Aldrin like in the ships and whatever, and like it, you know just the whole whole big cutscene, like when you get into mm-hmm. uh, Taken King. So I, I do know a little bit about beginning. it, right? Um, gotcha. But in terms of like how it all ties together, or like what you're seeing now and how it ties into that story, because um, a lot of it's just interwoven. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, um, and I think that's just it's just due to me not playing destiny one so i think there's there's still a lot of a lot of gaps um and you know and i'm sure this is something that bungie's like might be working on but just getting a way for you to get the entire story like tied together because you know having a lot of new light players that are getting into the game now it's like how do you how do you shove all of that content and all of that lore from all of those years into what you're playing today um but um yeah not too much. I don't know too yeah, much about it. It's going to be a game that's not going to go on, you know, forever with them working on a new IP there in the background. I think there's going to be an endpoint because uh, originally their game plan was a 10-year game, which I think they're coming up to that in about three years. So um, they've made it. They just, uh, is the game just going to all of a sudden have a final chapter like our favorite TV shows and such? And, uh, you know, as much as I hope not, that's the way it's kind of panning out. So. Um, that's typically all that we have for today, man. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys that are listening from the newly uh, updated Apple podcast section, um, as well as if you guys do listen to us on Spotify, please, get, uh, you know, thumbs up and uh, five stars, all that kind of stuff. If you enjoy the content, you guys can also catch the video portion of this over at YouTube. Uh, YouTube slash Hello Guardian, or just do a search on YouTube for Hello Guardian. Please throw us a follow on Twitter as well. We will reach out to anyone that has constructive feedback um, on the game as well as the podcast, and I appreciate you guys listening. Take it easy, guys. See you on the next one.